This is the Star Coach Show with Meg Rentschler, episode 244. You really just have to be imperfect with it. Make a challenge for yourself, even like a 30, 40 day challenge of I'm going to go live every day, even if it's for five minutes and just share one idea, one transformational principle. Mm-hmm. And if nobody shows up, like whatever, you're just getting in the habit of actually putting something out, you know, and scheduling in your calendar of like, this is the time that I do it. I'm just going to stick with that and challenge myself to do it. And over time, you're going to get comfortable with it to where now you can get on a stage. Because even if you think about like those really great speakers that go on a stage, Mm -hmm. you're like, how are they so good? It's because they practice, they did it. And they started at a point where they weren't courageous. And you talked about that earlier of like comparing yourself to other people. Mm -hmm. It's like some people are doing so well and you see them and you're like, oh, I'm not as good as them. It's because they took more courageous action than you did to get to where they are. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Well, hello and welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. I'm excited about the show that we're bringing forward today because we're going to address the elephant in the room. We're going to talk about the fact that many times fear, the fear of rejection, the fear of pushback on our pricing, the fear of getting out there in front of people, or the plethora of other fears that can get in our way are going to be addressed today. We are going to talk about the fact that the only way you can build confidence in what you do and the way you engage is to be courageous enough to get out there in front of people. My guest, James Allen, and I are going to talk about that. We're going to get to that in just a minute. If you haven't yet met me, Let me introduce myself to you. I am Meg Rentschler. I am an executive and mentor coach who is absolutely passionate about what coaching can do for the world. So I work with new coaches to build their skills and confidence to do exactly what we're going to talk about today, get in front of their target markets, coach with confidence. So I work with them around building their skills and being so confident in what they offer as a coach partner that they're that much more likely to engage and attract clients. And then we work around what do we need to do to build the business. So whether it's one-on-one or in groups around these very things, that's what I'm passionate about because when coaches can confidently engage with their ideal clients when they can confidently know that they are a coaching partner who is going to help their clients reach their goals. Wow, the world is just a different place. And I also believe that the principles of coaching and the concepts of curiosity and listening deeply and helping the people we engage with gain new awareness and understanding is one of the best ways we can lead. And that's why I work with organizations and leaders to 
strengthen their curiosity and listening and ways to ask questions that really empower the people that work with them. And then each week, I want to bring you a new nugget of information, something that makes you think differently, expand your awareness of how you're showing up in the world, how you're building your business, how you're helping leaders be stronger leaders. Whatever you're doing in coaching, come to the Star Coach Show every week and get filled with some things that pump you up about coaching because that's what we're doing. And I'd love to have you here each and every week. Be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening. So your new episode is brought directly into your feed every single week and you won't miss an episode. So let's talk about this week's episode. As I mentioned, I am joined by James Allen this week. James is an international high-performance coach. He is an author and a speaker. He helps his clients live into their highest potential so that they feel more alive, engaged, purposeful, free, all the things that that coaching can do and partnering with our clients can help them do. That's what James does. He takes a very holistic approach to success by helping his clients create a life and business that goes beyond their expectations in health, wealth, and relationships by working in the inner game. And that's why he helps his clients with things like mindset, confidence, which is what we're going to talk about today, their health and well-being, being courageous, another thing we're going to talk about today, in their leadership in their way that they manifest what they want from life and engage in business strategy. So in our conversation today, James is bringing forward some examples, which I know you as as the Star Coach audience love because I hear this from you. He's going to share some of his own experiences and how he felt fear and did it anyway specific things about how he builds his business to get to that six-figure place where he is engaged and sustained in the way he wants to be by his business. So we're going to be talking about how to get speaking engagements, how to walk into a situation that's not ideal and thrive anyway. And I'm super excited to share this information with you. So let's go to my interview with high-performance coach, James Allen. James Allen, welcome to the Star Coach Show. It is delightful to have you here. Thanks for taking time to be with us. Yeah, Meg, thanks you for uh, inviting me and connecting and everything. I'm really grateful to be here. So you are a high performance coach. You work with uh, clients to get past their barriers, as many of us do. And Mm -hmm. in our pre-interview, we were talking about the fact that we as coaches have barriers that we need to get over to be able to engage with our clients and really partner powerfully, powerfully. I'm having a heck of a time (laughs) speaking today. And so we're going to spend a little time around that, but I'd love to throw to you first, what do the concepts of confidence and courage, what do they sort of mean to you and how do they fit together? 
Yeah, great question. So uh, my little like philosophy and saying that I've learned through life experience is that confidence is built through courage. So people want to be confident, even very successful people like Ed Milet has a great podcast and he talks like about confidence a lot. Even these really high achieving people still want to work on their confidence, you know, and it's something for everybody. It was, it was the huge thing that got me into personal development was I want to be more confident. And I realized there were so many things that go into being an actually confident human being, you know, and there's different facets of life and whatnot. And the whole thing about confidence is built through courage is that confidence is the byproduct of taking courageous action because the more courageous action that we take, the more confident we're going to become that we can figure it out and do whatever that task is. So that applies to our coaching business, of course, but like dating as well. You know, if you see someone you really like and you're like, I just, I have to talk to them. Otherwise they're never going to know that I actually like them. Then the courageous action is by you feeling scared and actually going over, starting an interaction, going from there. And that's really the same thing with the coaching business. So as coaches, we always have challenges and I'm going to share some times that I've had to like build my courage, you know, and over time I became more confident, but yeah, the theory is that confidence is built through. It's not really even a theory. It's just like, that's what it is. Right, <laughs> you become right. more confident, the more courageous action you take. And a big thing that I work on with people is increasing productivity and helping them be really productive so they can get more done in a shorter period of time. Then they can mm -hmm. spend that time with their family or doing hobbies or whatever it is that they would like to do. And uh, we want to focus on the main things that are actually going to move the needle. And oftentimes, the things that actually move the needle instead of the busy work is what actually scares us. It's actually having the conversations, actually making the phone calls. And that's where the courage really comes into play. So good. You know, one of the things that you brought up that I really want people to hear is that as we grow, whether we are super successful, whether we're still on that path to whatever success means to us, Every time we stretch into something, we might very well hit that lack of confidence again and mm -hmm. that, that need for courage. So I think comparison can be one of those detrimental things that we do, like, oh, that person is in a completely different place than I am, and I'm sure they never feel the kinds of things I feel or have the same struggles that I have. And the reality is, a, we're all walking our own journey, so walk your own journey, but also understand that different stages and different places that we walk all encourage us to stretch and and what we're stretching into might be different, but it, it still needs courage mm -hmm. and being able to step into that action. So today we're going to talk about some of the things, some of the challenges that we as business owners run into. And James has volunteered to bring forward some of his own courageous acts that I think are going to really resonate with all of you and share both, you know, what worked well and what didn't. So mm -hmm. when we think about for those people listening who are just venturing into this, this new adventure of coaching, and maybe they're trying to figure out gosh, how do I actually ask people to pay me for my services? That That's a huge kind of first hurdle to get over. I'm wondering, yeah. how did you deal with that concept of, okay, I've decided this is what I'm going to do. I know how I'm going to do it. And now I've got to quote the price to a potential client. 
Yeah. So I went through a coaching certification. I know not everybody does. I don't think, I think having the the call to be a coach and if that you just can't kick that feeling, I think that's really enough of a certification, but getting an actual certification really does support you because it gives you frameworks, gives you price points, gives you a program or a, I think it gives you credibility, you know, gives you an org. You know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I So I would recommend get certified. Not everybody does though. Uh, but luckily I had a certification and, you know, before then I always worked a nine to five job. I was in construction work actually before I got into coaching and I worked for a paycheck and most people they get into the coaching profession and then you end up charging, you know, a couple thousand dollars at a time for like a package for a few months or a year. It could be, it could be even, you know, five figures, which I've been able to do. And that is scary because you've never been able to do that. So I remember I actually met a guy when I was in construction work on a job site and I hadn't made the like courageous act of actually leaving construction to start coaching, which is another story as well. But I was talking with him and he just seemed like he had a lot of discontent. And I thought, well, I've been doing this coaching training. I was like pretty much certified in that first level of certification. And then I invited him to do a strategy session with me. And we finally met up, we're going in, we go through the whole thing. And I'm just like shaking because I have a script, you know, which was really helpful to kind of just follow it. They're like, just follow the script, follow the script. And uh, I don't like scripts because it's like too rigid. So I have to be authentic, you know, and over time, it's kind of found following right. the process. But at not first like, oh, you had some guide, totally. guide rails. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So it's keeping me in the bumpers for sure. Yeah. And then, yeah, I got to the price and I remember I was standing in my room and I'm just like literally shaking inside because... I'm about to offer, and I think I offered my first coaching program. It was uh, what they recommended at my coaching institute for like our certification. Everything was 3K for three months, basically. And okay. then you could cut down and do a uh, payment plan. Or you, if they could pay in full, you could cut it down like 10% or 20%, whatever you mm-hmm. wanted to do. So um, you had just quoted the $3,000 price. Yeah. And, and he you're standing in your room and you're yeah, shaking. Shaking in my boots. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, was, I was like super nervous about it. But afterwards, even though he didn't sign up, I felt very elated. I would say I just felt very like accomplished because it's like, if you, again, like I love to relate it so much to dating because coaching is such a relationship based business. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very different than, you know, just transactions. Like you're building a relationship with this person, supporting them in their life. And, uh, it was like the same thing. Like when I first like approached someone, even though they said no, you know, in terms of dating, it's like, well, I'm proud of myself because I actually took the action. And that's the whole thing about confidence is built through courage. Like you could be shaking in your boots as well, but the fact that you like showed up to the call instead of like running away from the call, that's courage because courage is your ability to feel the fear, but do it anyway. And there's actually a great book. I forgot who wrote it, but it's called feel the fear and do it anyway. And, uh, John Wayne has a great quote where he says, courage is being scared to death, but saddling up anyway. And it's, it's the same thing, you know? So it's, it's feeling that fear, knowing that it's in service, this action step that you know is going to get you towards this dream that you have of, in this case, building mm-hmm. a business, you know, a coaching business or practice or supporting someone in their transformation. Sometimes it can be that you already enrolled someone and you're about to say something that is you need to say to this person, but they probably don't want to hear. And that's a courageous action because you're like, I know it has to be done. It's coming from love. Mm-hmm. And I just got to say this because it's mm-hmm. going to serve them. And it can be scary to say something like, that, especially if you're working with a client who's like, very credible and even more successful than you, which it can be, you know, as a coach, we don't have to be more successful than people to support them. But the courage piece is just always going to be there. So I think what's a big thing is that what gets rewarded gets repeated. So when you 
reward yourself in some way for taking that courageous action, Mm -hmm. it makes you feel good inside. And that's how we build habits over time is that we reward ourselves in some way. You know, like if you smoke cigarettes, like not saying you should smoke cigarettes, but when you do it, it relieves stress. And that's where the reward is. And that's a big piece of what starts out as a habit. So we want to find a way to reward ourselves every time we enroll a client or even at first just making the conversation happen, inviting people to do a Mm -hmm. conversation because our business is built through conversations. That's really how we build it. Absolutely. And it's believing in the transformation that your work with that person's going to do. So I don't know about you, Mm -hmm. but if I wasn't confident in what the coaching process can do and bring forward or what working with me can potentially open up for a client, I'm going to have a much harder time quoting a price if I don't believe in the results that that Mm -hmm. is going to bring. So I think the other part of courageousness, are you courageous in looking at what am I bringing? And if I don't feel like I'm bringing 110%, then what do I need to do to make that happen too? So really kind of being courageous and keeping ourselves responsible and growing and, and being the best coaches we can be as well. Yeah. I'm always reading articles on how to be more productive, how to you know, uh, have more clarity. Like I'm always looking for different articles on how I can learn more to make me better, of course, but also to support my clients, you know? And if I read an article of like how to be a great leader and there's 10 topics, like being more compassionate, uh, leading by example, different things, then I'll read 10 more articles on each one of those topics. So it's Mm -hmm. like always researching, always learning is so key. Oh, yeah. Being a lifelong learner, I think, is really kind of part of our responsibility as coaches. So you talked about making your first price, like actually trying to enroll. It didn't work, but it doesn't. It's not that it didn't work. It didn't. That person didn't engage. But that doesn't mean that you didn't do exactly what you needed to do by stepping into that space. Totally. And it, well, that person too, like looking back, it wasn't even really a good fit. So mm-hmm. it worked in, in my favor, you know, right. all so yeah. That's also good wisdom. So I really think James, when I talk to coaches, one of the things that is that the leap into to courage and the scare, the afraid feeling is about how do I even meet people and enroll people? And what are some of the things that you have done to build your business that have not necessarily been comfortable, but that you've Mm. stepped into and have created reward from that? Yeah. So there's two. One is speaking on stages. That's been really helpful for me. Uh, Even this is technically a stage, even though it's virtual Mm -hmm. and on a podcast, because people are going to listen to us and it's going to go for a Forever, really. Forever, yes. Unless, My shows yeah. are evergreen, yes. Yeah, evergreen. So it's going to keep going and I get to keep presenting in front of people, basically. So that's a great way is to get on different podcasts. Uh, there's communities and Facebook groups that you can go on. You know, it's like mm-hmm. a podcast collab and connecting, you know, and there's all these different people who have various different types of podcasts and you can literally promote yourself and say, hey, I'm looking to hashtag be a guest mm-hmm. on, this, on these types of podcasts. I talk on these three main topics of leadership of performance, of mindset, or whatever it is that you want to do. And then uh, also reaching out to places to do public speaking as well Mm -hmm. is huge. And in my coaching institute, Life Mastery Institute, which is now Brave Thinking Institute, that's what they would teach us. Basically, be on stages or do networking events. And then from there, you meet people, you 
connect with them. You explain what you do, how you help people and have relationship building really. And then you go into inviting them to do a strategy session where then you do the strategy session, you go through an enrollment process and then they become a client. So it's like, Mm attracting clients or getting out there. I love in um, The Prosperous Coach, which is a great book that every it coach It is a should... great book. Yeah. He doesn't say that we attract clients or that we get clients. We create clients. And I love that. I think it's really cool because you're building this kind of relationship. So those are like kind of the main ones. But even if you're connecting with people, you can, I know with COVID and everything, we can't always go in person and connect with people in events, but you can always just reach out to people. Like your friends list in Facebook mm-hmm. is huge. And I've been able to book calls and you know, have conversations with people and enroll some people even by doing that, where you're just figuring out like, like building rapport first, Hey, what's going on? How's like Tennessee or wherever you live? What do you do? And just kind of like asking questions about them, Mm -hmm. learning what they do, what they're struggling with. Ideally, it's really easy when you know who you help and how you help them. So if Mm -hmm. I help entrepreneurs increase their productivity by 50%, then it's like, I'm looking to see who needs help with being more productive. And -hmm. that's what I'm looking for. Maybe you're a fitness coach and you're like, I want to help people get in better shape. You're saying, oh, are you super busy with work? Does like, does that affect your health or how's Mm -hmm. your health doing? And people are like, Mm -hmm. I never work out, but I want to because I'm just like sluggish throughout the day. And if I worked out, I wouldn't be that way. So then you can support them with that. So knowing like that main problem that you solve is huge. And there's obviously like worksheets you can find online, even if you have limited resources as well. You just kind of type in like client avatar worksheet and right. learn about it, you know, but uh, that, those are probably the biggest two is like public speaking, getting on stages, either in person or virtual, and then just having conversations with people and more conversations with people. So what story might you have to share with us about be- having to step into courage to build confidence when it comes to speaking to sell or stepping onto a stage, whether it's virtual or real? Yeah. So uh, for example, making the phone calls to actually get yourself out there, connecting. If you are at like a networking event or something, just saying, Hey, I'm a speaker. Are there any places where we can talk? Or if someone says that's the person right there that you can book a speaking gig with and you're like, Oh, okay. And then people walk away. It's like, what are you doing? Go talk to them. You know, that's the courageous action is to actually know mm-hmm. that like fine little pinpoint of I need to take the leap. Like right now is it. I like to explain that courage too is like you standing on top of a rock and being terrified of heights. And even if it's not a massive rock, you're just terrified. But the courage is you taking that one little step to just get off the rock and go into the water, you know? And that's really what courage is. So noticing those little areas where you have to be courageous. Uh, But yeah, making the phone calls is big. And finding places, I think, is something that people get caught up on is like, where the heck do I find speaking engagements, the places I can speak? And there's associations, there are clubs, there are entrepreneur groups or whatever you're basically any kind of client that you have. There are groups for that. There's gyms. Gyms are awesome. And Tiffany Toombs, you talked with her. That's how she kind of got her start was talking in gyms because they're already trying to better themselves. It's a great, great market, you know, Mm -hmm. depending on whatever your coaching is. So if like, for example, if you wanted to find realtors to speak for, which is Mm -hmm. a great market as well, typically realtors have big dreams and then they want to use real estate as a vehicle to help them like make that dream become true. So you can literally go on to, I actually pulled up the website. If you look up NAR dot realtor, which is mm-hmm. National Association of Realtors dot realtor. Mm-hmm. And then you can go over to the tab. It says find an association. 
And then it has like city, state, zip code, and you just type in your information. You can look in your local area or you can look like nationwide. I think it's just nationwide for NAR. But anyway, like I put in California and that was the only thing I put in. It gave me 106 phone numbers of realtors that I could reach out to and like brokerages where you can contact with them and they are always having weekly meetings. Mm-hmm. So where, give us an example of what you might say. You called me because um, you found my number in through the association and you want to pitch to me that, that you have something of value for my community. What, what might you say? So for me personally, it's in terms mm-hmm. of performance. So I'm right. like, hey, first thing I say is, hey, they say like, hey, hello, um, this realtor association. I say, hey, my name is James Allen. I was just curious if you guys are doing any kind of weekly, biweekly, or monthly events where you bring in outside speakers to support your members. And nine times out of 10, they're like, oh yeah, we do these kind of meetings. Sometimes they don't always even have meetings, especially with Mm -hmm. COVID right now. They're not actually doing events. Most of them are online at this time. They may Mm -hmm. keep going if you listen to this way in the future from now. But yeah, you just kind of ask, like, can I speak with a meeting planner or an event coordinator or someone who organizes your education, your meetings? And you can look on their website. I always think it's good instead of just calling is to look at their website, look at their calendar on their website and see, do they actually do events? Do they do any events that are similar to the topic that I offer? And even if not, if you're not really sure, you can always just do a phone call. Mm -hmm. What I always do is like do a phone call if you can. Sometimes you can't. But if you see a phone number that you can call, just call them. Leave a a message. Because even if you send an email and then you didn't leave a message, you're not as likely to have them actually like consider your email compared to if you gave them a call. That makes sense. No, that does make sense. So it's easier to ignore an email than a voice message. Because yeah. it's and also all, kind of showing your your level of commitment. Yeah, and confidence as well, because right. you're going to like, instead of hiding behind the computer, I think sending emails is great. And I've been able to book com- like conferences and things. I just spoke at one recently for SMEI, which is like the number one global association of sales and marketing executives. Oh, okay. So I got to speak at that. But that one was just through an email. I never called them because I didn't have an option to call them, I don't think, mm-hmm. or they only responded through the email. Uh, so my rule of thumb is like, if I can send an, send an email, which you typically always can, either to the specific person or just generally, and then they direct it to the right person and make a phone call. So make a phone okay. call and send an email, unless for some reason you can't do one or the other. But do something right. and just like, yeah, picking up the phone is terrifying at first. And that's where that cur- that courage comes from. Because it's you actually doing it saying, I know I have some kind of value to give and knowing that you can give value. Like if I help a realtor or a brokerage increase their performance, you know, then their sales are going to go up. Their bottom line is going to go up. So it has to be like a win-win as well when you're reaching out to places and you're probably going to get a lot of no's, but you will get some yeses. And I've had places that say, oh yeah, we'll have a, um, we have weekly meetings. You're only going to be able to, to speak for about 15 to 20 minutes. And it's like, okay, well, how many people are there? And they say, oh, we have about a hundred realtors. And it's like on that one virtual stage. So I get 15 to 20 minutes to make an impact, inspire these people to ideally get them on a phone call. And then right. from there, you go into your sales process or whatever that is for you. So I can attest that James is sitting here alive and well, even though he's gotten nose. <laughs> yeah. So the nose didn't kill him. Um, yeah. One of the other things that we can do is create our own stage. So we can create our totally. own stage through doing Facebook lives. And even if 
dozens of people don't come, you're still sharing the message. And and I know it can be scary. I know it. Can, I've done trainings where it's like, okay, so let's jump on a Facebook Live, everybody jump, you know, and some people are like hyperventilating. It's getting in front of or doing our own webinars or doing our own own events. So what kinds of experience have you had in that arena? Yeah. I mean, well, YouTube, for example, making a YouTube video, I talked about it for about a year until I actually started doing it. I was like, I want to have a YouTube channel. I want to do this. And building a YouTube channel can take quite a bit of time. You know, it takes Mm -hmm. consistency over a long period of time to actually build it up. And uh, yeah, it came down to just sitting down and actually doing it. And I think really in the beginning, like Gary Vaynerchuk talks about this. He says, in the beginning, with whatever it is that you're doing, it's uh, quantity over quality. And what he means by that is just like building up the the reps and putting in the reps of just keep doing it. And over time, you're going to get better at it. So that's like if you start a podcast, like aim to shoot for a hundred episodes and do one a day. And it can be a 10 minute episode. Like you just saying, Hey, here's a thought that I had, like, just put them out. And Mm -hmm. the consistency of actually doing and scheduling it is a huge piece as well. But yeah, if you're like terrified of it, like in terms of coaching, it's, that's just how we help people is that you Mm -hmm. get out there. you like, uh, I had posted something and said, behold the turtle. He only makes progress when he sticks his neck out. And it's, it's so good. I love that. I forgot who it was by, but that's what it is, you know, and you really just have to be imperfect with it. Make a challenge for yourself, even like a 30, 40 day challenge of I'm going to go live every day, even if it's for five minutes and just share one idea, one transformational principle. Mm-hmm. And if nobody shows up, like whatever, you're just getting in the habit of actually putting something out, you know, and scheduling in your calendar of like, this is the time that I do it. I'm just going to stick with that and challenge myself to do it. And over time, you're going to get comfortable with it to where now you can get on a stage. Because even right. if you think about like those really great speakers that go on a stage, mm-hmm. you're like, how are they so good? It's because they practice. They did it. And they started at a point where they weren't courageous. And you talked about that earlier of like comparing yourself to other people. Mm-hmm. It's like some people are doing so well and you see them and you're like, oh, I'm not as good as them. It's because they took more courageous action than you did to get to where they are. Right. Yeah. Right. And during our pre-interview, you told a story about the fact that sometimes we put things out there and we can be disappointed by not getting the response that we thought we were going to get. And you did a webinar. Yeah. Can you tell your webinar story? Yeah. So I wanted to do a workshop, like you said, just sharing my own stage. If you ever hung up, like, I don't know what I talk about. I guarantee you know three principles. You probably know 20, but if you know three principles that can support someone, awesome. It can be like literally mine. I'll do one about like how to create a vision. You share some ideas and then deciding for the dream. And then lastly, fear, which is the most common thing that'll come up. So that's like literally a process that someone can Mm -hmm. use to support them as like a general framework. So I created a little like mini course on the 11 laws of the universe or 11 laws of success. And what I did was I went into a group uh, in Facebook and I said, Hey, I'm giving away this program who wants it. And it's on the 11 laws of success. And I got like 400 comments or something. Not all are qualified people by any means. But what I did was I created a message and I had a little like a registration page where I would give them the program if they showed up to my workshop. Because on the workshop, there's 11 laws. And on the workshop, I would go over three of them that would support them. And if I felt that, like, Meg, if you benefited from these three, I'll give you the program if you'd like it. You know, like kind of take check it out first, and then I'll give you the whole program. 
And that was the idea. So I invited all these people. I think like 12 people registered out of like the hundred comments mm-hmm. that I sent because they thought I'd just give it to them. And it's like, that's a lot of th- like, people just want something free instead of actually showing right. up. So you are like right. leading people through in this process. And I invited all these people and then I show up. It's time to do the workshop. I had like 12 to 15 people registered. Nobody showed up. And I'm like, shoot, well, I've never delivered this workshop that I just made for these three principles. So I'm just going to deliver it anyway. And I just started delivering because that's what they taught us in my coaching institute. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes people just don't show up. So just deliver it anyway, just get in the habit of doing the presentation. Mm -hmm. And I started doing it. And then about a third of the way through, I realized that someone had come in and I said, oh, sorry, like, let me just kind of restart it for you, you know? And he's like, yeah, totally cool. So I restarted it. And then I went through it again, took like an hour or so. The guy stuck through the so whole So nice of you. Like he came late and you redid the yeah. whole thing. That was yeah, awesome. That was, well, I wanted to get reps, you know, in practice. Right, right. So I restarted the whole thing, go through it. And at the end I said, so did you like those principles? Do you want the whole course? He's like, absolutely. I'd love the whole thing. So I sent him over a link so you can get the whole like video series. And then I said, also, if you'd like to implement these into your life more specifically, I'd love to support you in that let's do a uh, coaching call if you're up for it. And he's like, yeah, absolutely. So I gave him my, my calendar link and then we booked a time, ended up doing the call a few days later. And then long story short, had a great conversation and he ended up enrolling with me for a year at the time for $10,000. Yeah. So if you think about that, had James said, oh, nobody showed up. I don't even know why I put all the energy into this or, or put his tail between his legs and mm-hmm. and just stop the webinar. But the first courageous act was, well, putting it out there, putting it on Mm -hmm. Facebook and letting people know, but then executing it, showing up when you said you were going to show up and delivering it because you said you were going to deliver it. And then kind of engaging with the person who came on, restarting it for, I mean, all those (laughs) courageous acts all the way through and then inviting him to a discovery call or a a support call and then signing him. So had you not continued that through, you would have basically lost a $10,000 client. 100%. I definitely would have lost one and I wouldn't have been able to support him as well. I think that's a big thing is like people, like this whole thing about fear is and like courageous action, taking that courage, the courageous action. People are scared, but it's like, why are you scared? What, what is really scaring you? And you think about it because in coaching, you got into this because you want to serve people. You want to mm-hmm. support people and ideally make an awesome living at the same time mm-hmm. when you dial it in. And you got to find your own way with all that. But that's the big thing is like, we have to come from a place of service. And I think that's been a big challenge, you know? And uh, especially when like you need money, like in the Prosperous Coach, he talks about it as well. He's like, get a, get a job on the side, right. you know, to just support you your You do bills. not attract people through scarcity. You just don't. You really panic. don't. And it's, yeah. yeah, and it just shows through your skin and uh, it, it's really huge. So I think it, it's just knowing that it is for service and knowing like when you're scared, even doing something where you can put like a piece of paper or a dream board or something that reminds you to come from service. A great book also to read is Built to Serve by Evan Carmichael. Mm-hmm. Really good book. But yeah, I think I think that's a huge piece that does support me personally in taking courageous actions, like reminding myself, like, come from a place of service. Like, can I actually help this person? Potentially, yeah. So I'm going to have this conversation mm-hmm. and go through. I'm going to see if and where I can help them. And I'm not going to apologize for it. If they say, are you trying to sell me? I'm like, no, I'm trying to see if it's a good fit to where I can help you. If not, I can point you in the right direction, ideally support you. So good. So as we're wrapping up our time and, and this whole rich conversation about 
uh, how courageous acts lead to confidence. Anything that we left on the table that you want to be sure that we shared today? Uh, I can't really think of anything extra to add. I think just remembering, you know, uh, when you personally need to be courageous, I think that's a huge piece of awareness because it's helped me. It's like, I've, I have had so many times when I first started, I was going to some networking event and I showed up late because I ran into a bunch of traffic and I misjudged the time and I still showed up and I'm like, I could have just turned around and gone mm-hmm. away. You know, it didn't end up being the best like networking group for me, but I remember standing outside the door and I was literally like not going to go in and I'm standing there. I'm like, you just got to do it. Like you just have to do it, James. And being able to lead yourself and knowing when that you're in that courageous action, when you're just mm-hmm. scared, but you know, it could potentially serve you and where it is you'd love to go. I think that's something I'd love to see more people doing in the world. Oh, so good. So if people want to learn more about you, how would they do that? Yes. I, I can send you a link uh, to just a calendar booking and we can book what I call a breakthrough call. Is it a strategy session? Yeah, basically. We're going to see if it's a good fit. If working with me, maybe you want some extra support because being a coach, I still work with coaches. You work with coaches, Meg. Like we should always be investing in some kind of support. So for me specifically, if you'd like to learn more about my stories or how I kind of did that and unpack a little bit more. I'd love to have a conversation. If you're interested in working with me, increasing your productivity so you can get more done in less time, then of course, I would love to talk with you as well. But the best thing to do would be to uh, click that link. And if for some reason you can't find it, just send me a DM on uh, like Instagram or Facebook at James Allen Coaching as well. And I will have a link for that in the show notes for today's show. So James, thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah. Thank you, Meg. Every time you hear an idea from another coach, whether on the show or at networking or wherever you are meeting and learning from coaches who have walked that path before you, I challenge you to think about what could I apply that fits for me? What makes sense for me? Because not everything that everyone is doing is going to make sense for you. And I challenge you to step into something that might stretch you a bit and maybe create a little bit of fear that you want to bring courage into. If you'd like to know more about James Allen and the work that he's doing or get that link that he was talking about, go to starcoachshow.com slash 244. That's starcoachshow.com slash 244. And you can get the information about the books that he was talking about as well as information about James. When you're at starcoachshow.com. Be sure to check out all the shows that we have, the downloads I have available for you just to help you on your journey forward. Now, next week, I'm going to be sharing some foundational information with all of you. I recently was a guest at a talk for new coaches. And one of the questions that I got asked was, do you have a show that just talks about like, if I'm fresh out of the gate as a coach, what are some of the things that I need to think about? Do I have to have a website? Do I have to have my name right away? Do I have to, you know, what do I absolutely have to have bare bones to get started? And while that information is probably sprinkled through many of the shows that I have, I thought I'll do a show that that basically talks about some of the progression from right out of the gate, what do you want to be thinking about, 
what would be the first steps there? And then as you grow, what are some of the things that you want to kind of work in through your business? So that's going to be the show next week. Be sure to come back for that. Even if you are beyond being a brand new coach, I would encourage you to listen in next week because maybe there's some things that you hadn't even thought about that you might want to add to what you're doing. As always, if you're enjoying the show, please consider leaving a rate and review wherever you listen so more coaches can find us, more listeners can find us. And until next week, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for your coaching success. Have a fantastic week.